has done its part Now let it rain in my life and my heart Your love has done its part Now let it rain in my life and in my heart What did I say? Well, you were talking about how you know, you said that there was a friend of yours or someone you knew that had said, you know, well, heterosexual relationships have the same problems as homosexual relationships. Right. And you were saying it was kind of like not the same because they're not like in a, are you talking about like in a, in a heterosexual couple, there's this desire to be a one flesh union out of two opposites? Or is it a difference because in a homosexual relationship, you have two of the same? It seems like with the homosexual relationships, there's more of this, the the two people become one, I guess, in a different way, in a way that's like this person's an extension of yourself, or it's like... I, I don't know how to put it into words. Oh, you're doing great. Do, do you think going. it's do you think it's because <clears throat> the relationship comes together as things that you have in common, that common ground? Well, I'm just thinking it it, it takes on it goes so much deeper than like that. It's like uh, like a neurotic thing where it's like panicking. Is this person mine or making sure they're mine? It's like, it's like a possession kind of thing. And so I was just kind of wondering about that and comparing that to heterosexual relationships and, you know. Well, absolutely. I mean, I, and I think what's interesting is sure. You're going to find the same broken places a lot of times in homosexual relationships as you do in heterosexual relationships but I think what I it, what you're kind of saying does separate a homosexual relationship from a heterosexual relationship in that in same-sex relationships, there's always this – there's such a similarity that it's always I need to possess you, not just be a part of, our, of this relationship. Like there's almost a possessive feeling, like you're mine or – and I think it may be because there really is no covenant there. There's no commitment there. Even when they get married, there is no ultimate God-given covenant that's formed. So there's only fear of if I lose this person, I lose a part of myself. Well, and what I've seen is that, you know, if you're in that lifestyle, you know, being in that lifestyle and having that same-sex attraction sometimes... Um, you find that a lot of people you seek out to associate with are in the same lifestyle. And so I, I, I mean, I get what you're saying. I get it, and I'm trying to put my finger on it exactly what it is, but it's, it is that kind of that possession. I don't know if it's because, you know, because the community is a lot smaller, and there's like if you hang out with people that are in the same that same sex attraction type thing and that lifestyle, then maybe there's that fear of, oh, are they going to see something in that person? Or, and because like I was saying earlier, you know, to me this, you know, it's based the identity has become based on sexuality. 
Yes. And I think what's so important is, is it's not only based on sexuality, it's based on a emptiness. I mean, I get that certainly anybody could say in heterosexual relationships that there's also people get married sometimes, people get together sometimes because of an emptiness inside them. Maybe they're they're still looking for love or, you know, the old country song that says looking for love in all the wrong places. So I don't doubt that in the heterosexual world that there is also people who fill a broken need with a partner. But I think it's important to keep looking at, if we look at homosexuality, when you date, at least when when I was in it and when I've watched other people in it, even now, when you date, it goes very quickly, very immediately, and usually towards sex. And so the whole foundation of the relationship is, like you said, Shay, who you have sex with. Now, I'm not saying you can't pick up someone on a one-night stand in the heterosexual world and have sex with them that night and think you've fallen in love. Those are both probably similar brokennesses. But there is no complementarity in a gay relationship. It's just two men or two women, and you never get any of the... Well, you never get any of the challenges of, of having to complement one another. It's always just being the same. And most of your pain is coming, like if it's a same-sex male couple, most of their pain is coming from a father wound. So they're just sitting there feeding off of each other as needing that fatherly love or that male love they never got. Same for women, except it's usually a mother wound that they're searching for. And so... Most of the relationship is built around just feed this one place in me. There is no other foundation. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's also when it comes to those relationships, it kind of seems like one person or you have to decide who's who. You have to decide like who's going to take on what role. You know, and it's almost like a... It's not really an, I mean, it might be natural thing, but it's still like a broken place, but it's like, it's, you're mimicking a heterosexual relationship, it seems like. Absolutely. And, and that's something I, you know, I always have talked about is how it's trying, I really believe that, you know, even when, you know, you have this attraction that... I believe that God gives you something inside yourself that that says what you were made for and your purpose and all of those things. And it's I always kind of said, you know, it's it's I never saw it as I was living in it. But then as I came into my own healing, it's like, wow, you know, everybody's trying to make sense of what God really gave us, which was male and female. You know, and I can remember, you know, meeting people and wondering, you know, who's the male, who's the female, who's the butch, who's the fluff? You know, and sometimes you'd have, you know, two people, two women that that both looked like, you know, wow, they were very masculine. But then it was always, it always boiled down to who, you know, who really took the role as the masculine and the feminine. It's crazy, right? I mean, with in the yeah. midst of all this gender identity and everything, you know, I just believe that God has really it give, he gives each person 
outside of their genitalia and outside of what they're born with. You can change all those things, but I still believe that he gives us inside our soul and inside our spirit who we were really made to be. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's good. And so let's let's talk about what's going to happen, let's say someone's listening out there who's in the gay lifestyle and says, you still haven't told me anything that makes my relationship with my same-sex partner any different than anything in the heterosexual world. Well, that's kind of a broad, that's a very broad statement. Um, okay, I realize that, I mean, I get it. You are, you still have arguments. You have, hey, who's going to pay this bill? <clears throat> who's going to pay that bill? Um, so anyway, you're still going to have those those issues you deal with in life. I mean, you're, you are. Um I guess you need to flesh that out for me, what this, if somebody's coming to me and they're saying, you know, what? Well, I think talking about relationships, I think in this day we live in, most people in the gay lifestyle are going to struggle with, how, how is what I struggle with any different than what people in the heterosexual world struggle with? And I well, know... I know that's different. Like I know you and I understand it because we've come from there, and then we had to had to learn how to be complementary in our relationship. And there's definitely a different feel, absolutely a different feel. There's not a feeding off of each other. There's more of a learning how to love each other in our differences, which I believe is God's given gift to marriage is men learning how to love women better and women learning how to love men better as part of the journey because we are we do typically go to the place of of meet my need i think that in my opinion is the brokenness of same sex relationships is it always stays in that place of meet my need and even in that place of meet my need it only ever gets met by the same sex there's no complementarity there there's just I need you to be masculine and feed my masculinity because I'm broken. Whether you're the masculine one in the relationship or the submissive one in the relationship, there's still this want to be treated to either if it's a male relationship to be masculine or somehow draw femininity from one another if you're in a lesbian relationship. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, and it's... Are we going to say something? No. There, it's like they both, both sides are looking for the same thing in each other and they neither one really has it. At least they're not looking in the right place for it. So then it's like, where where is that masculinity or femininity, whatever, affirmation really coming from? If right. it can't come really truly from each other, I mean... I know people stay in these relationships and they work to a degree. I mean, they something kind of works a little bit. Sure. I mean, I think any relationship can work if you, you know, it's something that Shay and I have talked about before is I, we don't ever doubt in the gay community that there's not true love in some of these relationships. I mean, you can love someone and it still be broken. 
But it doesn't mean it's any less love. I mean, I get it that some of these folks really do love each other. It's not that, that that's we're not questioning the love part of it, but more of I think what you're saying right there is the truth is that there is never a way to meet the need to fulfill who you really are because you're always drawing off of an empty well. You've got this other person in your life that's just as empty and you keep trying to get water from this well and you may get a drop or two here or there so you always stay thirsty. I think in my opinion, I don't want to stereotype, but I think in my opinion what I always saw in the gay community and where when I was there is most of the time you may have had a couple that were together, but they were most of the time having sex with other people behind each other's back or it was an open relationship and they were having sex with each, with other people in front of one another. Um, and so I think that's a brokenness. <coughs> certainly not certainly not a brokenness that doesn't exist in the heterosexual community as well because there are people all the time who are broken that have sex outside their marriage or or try to get their partners to get into some sort of single uh, swinger situation or something like that. So brokenness but, is broken. Right, but it's like, this is like uh, a, a common theme with, you know, I think I, I, think I read uh, Joseph Nicolosi in his book. He says that the, the one thing that determined if a couple stayed, a homosexual couple stayed together for you know, 20 or 30 years was an open relationship. Otherwise this, the relationship wouldn't survive. Absolutely. Because it, it just happens all the time. You right. Know? Because you can't draw from an empty well. So you're constantly drawing off of other people that you have to drag into the relationship so that it fulfills something. I know that, I mean, I had friends who have been together, who back then, back in my brokenness, had been together for a long time, but they still snuck in a third party or had sex behind the other person's back or occasionally would invite a third party into their relationship. And so all of that brokenness just says one thing to me, which is, yes, there's brokenness in both heterosexual and homosexual relationships, but I think it's clear but in homosexual relationships, it is a an ongoing brokenness that can never really be filled because you can't get water from an empty well. Very true. It's almost like the the brokenness is the needing to draw from another well. Otherwise, because people that don't have that brokenness don't really need to do that. I don't know if I'm wrong on that, but you know what I mean? No, I think you're right. Well, because it doesn't take away the fact that that drawing from another well is that, you know, it goes back, in my opinion, it goes back to that whole mother wound and father wound. And so you're looking to fill that that empty space or or heal and mend that that wounding that happened the mother wound or the father wound, and you're kind of seeking to to get that affirmation and that healing out of people, you know? And and it's like in my own life, it's like in the beginning, you know, I get, I get, I'm fulfilled in this one area, you know, and, but then it didn't stop that need from not being 
completely healed because I can't, you can't find healing in another person. Healing only comes about through Jesus Christ, you know. <clears throat> so you're always seeking to, you know, and I think that's what it is. I think it's that seeking to be healed. And I guess I hear that, and I, I kind of think about, okay, so the real truth here is, is that you, no one really can find healing in anyone apart from God, even a heterosexual husband and wife. True. But I think it's important to note that when God set the design up, it's important to remember that he did say after he created man, it is not good for man to be alone. And I know this is somewhat uh, overused, but he didn't invent or didn't create another man and say, well, this is a friendship that they'll need each other. He created woman because it was not good for man to be alone. And sometimes it's okay, I think, to rest on that foundational truth that his perfect will was for man and woman to complement one another and to support each other. And that's a foundation that isn't shaken in heterosexual relationships, but in homosexual relationships, it is. I think once... I think it's okay to say it's kind of like we've talked about before when we've gone and spoken and people want to come up and argue about the Bible. Well, does it really say this and does it really say that? You know, people who don't understand God's original design will always say, well, my relationship is just as good as yours. But the truth is, is the gay community will never have the ultimate design that God created. Because they're living in the lie of Satan, the brokenness of what he's offered them. True. So I keep going back to this feeling of, okay, yeah, but that happens in heterosexual relationships too. Well, yeah, that happens in heterosexual relationships too. Yeah, well, I, that happens in heterosexual relationships but too. But relationships are relationships. And I was just going to say that, and that's absolutely true. I think relationships are the things that don't change. I mean, I'm sorry, relationships are the things that do change. A lot of the brokennesses are going to be similar, but the covenant of God is the thing that doesn't change. And there is more offering of healing and hope in the covenant of God than living in the place of brokenness and just trying to make it your, your way. Well, I'm, I'm going to make this relationship my way. Well, this is how we do it. You know, we invite some guy in or, or whomever, whether it's a a female fa female or a male male relationship we always invite a third party in every friday night cuz that's a way that we spice up our relationship you're going to find similar things in heterosexual relationships when couples say well we bring porn into our home or we go to a swingers club or something to spice up our relationship those things are going to be fairly typical across the board but the thing that doesn't change is god's covenant and that when we do honor his covenant in marriage between a male and a female then there's more apt to have healing there than the struggles of what goes on in same-sex relationship. What do y'all think? Well, and it's going back, I mean, it's going back to that, 
I mean, I totally agree with you, but it's going back to that whole thing of trying to make sense between in what God designed. I mean, you know, even in the sexuality, and we don't need to get down and dirty about, you know, the techniques and all of that, but it is still trying to, it is still trying to say, okay. Shay, this isn't Dr. Ruth. This is (laughs) Shadow of His Wings. Okay. Keep going in there. And and so it's still trying to make sense out of how God designed it. I mean, and, and there's, you know, we have kind of a ceiling on where we can go with this. Typically because, you know, we do want to keep it, you know, in the area where we can talk about it and not get too graphic. Sure. But describe that. What does that mean? I don't mean about being graphic. I mean, describe when you're saying that, you're saying basically that God's intent for sexuality was between male and female. Yes. And so I guess I'm just saying that, that you know, you can have arguments, you can talk about the bills, you can, you know, you know, have a relationship just like you have with a friend, you know, and you still love this person. But the difference is when it comes down to God's design, that's where everything falls apart. Right. Because you, you could never have a, a one flesh union. Exactly. And, and it talks about in the Bible, you know, about how, you know, in the last days, you know, people will worship the created more than the creator. That's right. You know, the creator created man and woman to be a one flesh union. And when, you know, when people take that and because of their own lust desires or their own, you know, brokennesses, whatever it's based on, when they try and act on those desires that God gave them and make it into something that it wasn't really created to be. Right. You know, that's that's where you're really going against God's design. That's where you're worshiping the created more than the Creator. And that is kind of a thing that, you know, only the Holy Spirit can move in someone because I can just imagine the gay communities fighting against that because it's like, don't tell me that what I want is not God's design. But that is the ultimate truth, that there is no design between same-sex partners. There is no design. There is no design. And so to release that desire to have it fit would mean to go against an entire attempt at claiming an identity. And so that's the struggle, I think, between folks who believe in God's original design and folks who struggle with God with, with what they believe they want God's design to be, is I want a design of my own creation. I want this relationship, say I'm a gay man, I want, I want this relationship with my male husband. We've been married. I want it to f- look like everything else. I want it to look like every other marriage. And because, I mean, I think for that person, what if they said, okay, I agree with you, then what does that mean for them? Like, there's... That they say they agree that it's not God's design? Yeah, like, if they're like, you're right, I I want to, I want to, I'm, this is not good. I'm just saying, like, what about that need or that... um 
because I mean, that's the, there's a reason for that. They're not just wanting to go against God because of whatever, but there's like a deep, you know, need. So, you know, they have to begin to find the replacement of that need through Christ and through his direction of how to fill it in the right way. I lost a lot of my attractions to men when I began to have real relationships with men. When I began to have real connection and friendships where it wasn't about trying to just find a way to get sex. You know, having sex with someone illegitimately is Satan's best idea. It's an it's a counterfeit. But it does fill for the moment. I mean, there's nothing that Satan offers that doesn't fill somewhat for the moment. If you drink all night, you are going to forget about your problems. If you do drugs all night, you're going to forget about your problems. If you go and have sex with a man because you long to have a, a father wound fulfilled, then you will feel, feel that that's filled for a moment. But that's the whole difference in the Christian walk versus what we live in temporal in this temporal world. It's like you can either go after it tempor- temporarily and get it filled for the moment. I mean, porn fills for the moment. Or you can say, okay, I really want something long-term. I want God to fill this in a way that it's never been filled before. So it's going to hurt because it's ripping away of some of that old stuff that we've packed in that wound. But once you start ripping that away and you're not allowing yourself to go fill it illegitimately, then God has an opportunity to do it legitimately. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's cool. It's like I was working with someone just yesterday who said, are you sure I'm supposed to press into relationships with other men? It's a guy who had some same-sex issues. He said, are you sure I'm supposed to do that? Because it actually hurts to try to press in and then them not want to know me or yeah. them not want to be around me 24-7 like I want to be around them. And he said, it actually feels better to not do that. So are you sure I'm supposed to do that? Or maybe I should just stay away from it because then I won't hurt so much. Mm-hmm. That's a perfect That's the, a perfect example because it is the hurt that we have to get to. So it will hurt like hell sometimes. And I think of people, uh, I mean, me too, when you have friendships, you, you, you tend to want to snap into that other kind of I don't know what you call it it's almost like soul sucking kind of like just latch on to this person yes you know I want to be around you 24-7 I can't stand to be without you I want to be I want you to know everything about me and usually it started with sex to begin with so that's already you've already bypassed knowing that person on God's progression meaning as an acquaintance, as a friend, as beginning to get to know that person, you've already bypassed all that, so you've gone straight to sex, and now you're trying to fill in the rest of the story. And and but when you press into normal friendships, you do you think you know you're, that it's you're going to want to do the same thing, or it's going to feel like? No, different. you're absolutely right. Yeah. I think in our brokenness, I remember that you want to first you want to do that. It's like Shay says all the time in the gay community, she, they would call one another family. You know, all these folks would be together and they're all family. Why are they all family? Because they all have similar needs because, because they, don't, they don't have to go through the progression of normal getting to know someone and deciding if this is a friend. 
they actually just jump past all that, either by having sex for the first time and breaking down that that immediate um, acquaintance barrier, or they call each other family right off the bat because they're all in the same sexual pattern. So either way, it breaks down that I don't even really have to know you to call you family because you're a lesbian just like me or you're a gay man just like me. We're all part. Oh, wow, this is great. We're all part of the same family. But you don't really know that person. You don't really know that there's someone you'd want to be friends or family with. And yet you bypass that. And so absolutely, you're right. I think in as a, as anyone getting out of that brokenness, their their want is to go as deep and as quick as as deeply and as immediately as they did in the in the gay world, but that's not reality. There is no reality to that because because no one else follows that same mentality. I mean, certainly one night stands happen, but I don't know the statistics of one night stands. But I do know that very seldom do one-night stands end in lasting, long-term marriage relationships because they're all built on what God has said is the destruction of the world and some of the destruction of the world is lust. When you base everything on your lust and your brokenness, there is no foundation there. I know that was a long answer for your question but or for your comment, but I agree with you. It is hard. It's hard to switch from this... I can get to know you very quickly, and it isn't, you know, it is, it does, there's some real attributes of it. It does feel real. You just have, you know, you meet somebody, you immediately have sex with them. It feels good to be close to that person for the moment. But then there's a lot of brokenness wrapped around that. You don't even know that person, and so there's no foundation of a relationship. There's no foundation of friendship. And so what that does is it just keeps feeding off of, you keep feeding off of each other, and therefore you rarely end up having a long-term friendship or relationship there because it doesn't last, or it only lasts because, hey, we're in this now. You meet a certain need that I can't get rid of, but I'm going to go cheat on you behind your back. Well, so bottom line, what would you say if you, if somebody were to come to you, somebody that is... Hey, I, if they say I'm a lesbian or, and I'll just speak, I'll just speak as, okay, I'm somebody that's coming in, I'm in the lifestyle, you know, and so I hear what you're saying, but you know what, it's so, you know, the way I feel is so normal, it's just me, it's who I am, and so what are you trying to tell me, what is the bottom line of what you're wanting me to see that's different, that's Corey. I don't. Ha- I don't have any idea. <laughs> don't, don't ask me. <laughs> well, I was just trying to find a way to just. Close I love that. Well, I'm just playing. I was just trying to find a way to close the close the close the. You know, I was thinking back when I was in a relationship that it was like driving a car that was totally like a junker, and it was always on the verge of just like breaking down. And when I actually owned a nice, a nice brand new car, but I just was, I don't know, it was comfortable to drive the old car. That's what it felt like. It was like, this is so familiar. I know it's, it's a mess all the time, but it's like, I don't know how to handle anything else. I can handle this. I can, I can endure it even though it's tearing me up. It's like, whatever, you know? And I think that's a good way to put it. And to answer your question, Shay, I think, 
I think that is exactly right. I said I would probably offer to them, you know, would do you want to settle for the comfortable, the thing that feeds your brokenness, or would you rather find out where your brokenness comes from and try to get some healing? Well, and I agree. That's I mean, for myself, I can and I I get that. I love your analogy of the, you know, the broken car because, you know, when when I was in that lifestyle, I didn't see it, but I sure felt it. I sure knew that, you know what, I don't really like this. It's not it's not really it just doesn't feel there's something wrong about it. I didn't like the direction I was going. I didn't like you know, going to the clubs and just always seeking, 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 you know, but still, <clears throat> you know, being, you know, in a relationship with a lady that I loved, but still seeking, you know, I was never being fulfilled. And so I saw myself hurting her as well. And, you know, and see, it's all hindsight now. Because I can say, I see it clearly now. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, after you, you know, go through your healing, it's like, wow, I didn't even see it. So I would just offer that, you know, if you find yourself, if you, whoever's listening out there, if you find yourself at a place where you're saying, you know, this is who I am, and I know this is who I am, but, and so I'm just, I have to make the most of it. You don't have to make the most of it. You don't have to settle. You know, and what does it hurt to call and just talk to to somebody that's been there just to explore it? If it really ends up that you still feel that that's who you are, then that's the way it is. You know, that's that's you know, you found your answers, but guess what? What if you're cutting yourself short? Absolutely. And that's what we tell people all the time, that what if by chance, if you just began looking at your own wounds to see if God might be willing to heal them, then you might find that what you've been telling yourself that's so great about the life you live is not so great. So it's not about trying to change you. It is trying to to at least allow you to question like, is this life really giving me what I want? And if I were to full, you know, really sit down and look at my heart away from everybody, all the hype of you have to be gay and be who you are and be proud of being gay and all that stuff, just to sit down and say, okay, it's not about me being gay or not being, being gay. It's about am I really happy in this place? Or do I have that feeling you were just talking about of yearning for something better? getting tired of seeking for something and it kind of always leaving me slightly short. When you start to realize that, it's like, okay, maybe by chance there's some things that need to heal in my heart so that I can fully experience the goodness God has for me and not settle for just the temporary or the right now. So that's really, I think, and I'm glad you put it that way. I'm glad you both came up with with those great words because it's just – I would probably end up telling the same thing to a, a, a person who struggles in a heterosexual relationship of always having an affairs or brokenness. I'd say, let's just start looking at your brokenness and let's see where God ends up. 
But there is a truth that we believe here at Shadow of His Wings Ministry, and that is that God never would, never has, and never will make someone gay. It's not his best. It is a sin. And so it is about not trying to figure out, am I, or, or make them prove that, I'm, that they're wrong or that I'm right. We're not in for that. That is how we believe. You won't change our minds. We don't even attempt to try to change yours. We're just saying, what if by chance you began to look like we did, and then you actually might find that God can heal this place? And then you don't go out searching or looking or feeling empty all the time. That's God's best. You've joined us today at Healing Hidden Wounds Radio, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry, for just some thoughts that we tossed around today about relationships and heterosexual versus homosexual relationships. And we don't claim to have all the answers, but we do not mind raising the questions. So we're raising the questions and we're hoping that as we keep talking, we'll find real answers for life's toughest questions. Thanks for joining us today. Contact us if you have any questions. ShadowHisWingsMinistry.com. Thanks so much for listening in.